morning. So we've been talking about Moses, and Moses is one of the most incredible characters in our Bibles. I mean, look at what all we have talked about with the same man. As, as an infant, he survived this genocide by doing something as crazy as floating down the river in a basket with his sister peeking through the grass. It's insane. He was then not only survived the genocide, he was raised as an Egyptian. So he was this spoiled little brat as a little kid. And then because of some choices that he made, he ended up fleeing from that land, running into a different country where he found a wife and got married. And then he started working for his father-in-law as a shepherd. One day, while he was being a shepherd, he's up on this mountaintop, and what happens? God talks to him through a burning bush that doesn't ever burn. And because of that conversation, he goes back to this land that he ran from. And he does this crazy thing because Pharaoh's Egypt there, it was the most powerful era, most powerful country in that area, possibly in the world at that time. And he came there with those thousands of slaves and said, let them go. I'm here to set them free. And the crazy thing is, after all the plagues and everything, Pharaoh finally has enough and says, fine, take them. And then, of course, we know the story about how Pharaoh changed his mind, and he goes back after them. And you get this incredible story of the parting of the Red Sea and all of the slaves making it through. And then we sing now about Pharaoh's army getting drowned and we hear about them wandering and wandering and whining and complaining and then not having food, but then God sends manna and quail. And then they don't have water and Pharaoh and Moses strikes this rock in which water flows from it. All of these, all of these setbacks as a shepherd, he was almost entering the age of retirement. And yet, look at what all has happened since then. It's an incredible story. And here they are wandering and wandering. Forty years. We talked about how when the people started no longer believing in God, about how Moses went up to a mountaintop and the Ten Commandments were given. And we talked about how today those commandments can be broken up to what we live by. Four of them talking about how we love God with all of our heart and the other six on how we can love our neighbor as ourselves. 
And here, toward the end of Moses' life, he finds himself again on a mountaintop. And God opens up to him the promised land. Now you can look at it as this huge panoramic scene that he can see. You can look at it as that panoramic view turning into the eternal promised land for Moses because Moses never ended up going down that mountaintop. And some people get upset because here Moses is, he's done all of this and he never does get to set foot on that promised land. But they've forgotten that Moses did what God called him to do. Every time God called out to Moses, Moses answered and acted. Moses said, here I am, and he did it. Now prophets, prophets that are great, they inspire you. They give you a vision for the future. One that you want to take a hold of. One that you want to strive for. One that you want to come through. And they make you believe that you can get there. And that was Moses. Who would have thought that this person that had fled from Pharaoh's Egypt would come back and set hundreds of thousands of slaves free? from the most powerful empire of the world. No one would have. The slaves wouldn't have. They had been slaves for hundreds of years. And yet, this one man had enough faith in God to be able to give that vision <coughs> to thousands of others so that they could believe in God, so that they could believe in a future that was bright and hopeful and better for the next generation. We all do that. We have teachers in this room that go out every day to teach others so that this next generation can do better than we've done. We have medical professionals that go to work every day to, fight, to find cures, to fight illnesses, because they want something better for that next generation, so that they don't have to worry about some of the worries that we have today. And so that whatever comes up in the future, they might know how to fight later. Moses was a great prophet. And we look at people like Moses and expect to find those today, and sometimes we do find them. Martin Luther King Jr. is one that a lot of people think of as a prophet more recently. The very last sermon that Martin Luther King Jr. ever said, ever preached, he said this line, 
I've been to the mountaintop. God has allowed me to go up to the mountain, and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. It's prophetic. He knew that we weren't there yet with racial reconciliation. But he could see it. And he made all of us that heard that sermon also believe it. He might not have gotten to step foot into a world in which people didn't discriminate against the color of someone's skin. But he knew it was coming. He believed that we could get there as a people. And whenever our prophets that we look to are no longer there, new prophets always rise up. For Moses, it was Joshua. Who is it going to be today in your life? Because even the unknown prophets all around us are pretty spectacular and important. You might not know it, but as a teacher here today, you might inspire one of our young people to be a teacher for tomorrow. You might not know it, but somebody might be feeling like they've been walking around in the wilderness for the last 40 years. Somebody might feel like they've been enslaved so long that they don't know what life is like outside that captivity. What you say to them, the hope that you bring them, can lead to a bright future around us. You could be the reason someone decides to continue life today. We are all prophets. We are all leaders. Whether you know it or not, the people around you are listening to you. Let us love one another. Let us be those good examples, those shining examples. Let us love as Christ has loved us. And today, as we observe the 500 years. This is the 500th anniversary, technically on Tuesday, of Martin Luther nailing those theses to the wall. As we observe these 500 years of Reformation, may we move forward today toward unity as one who loves one another as Christ has loved us. Amen.